Hi everyone and welcome to Jola Speaks. Jola Speaks is intended to grow and equip us in our trust work with God. We all go through testings because we all go through seasons. No condemnation in Christ. God just loves us so much. Hi everyone and welcome again to Jola Speaks. Today is a great day. The day the Lord has made, we are rejoicing and we are glad. I'm gladdened by it. Today we're going to speak about servant leadership. Yesterday we spoke about responsibility and taking responsibility as leaders. You cannot define leadership without responsibility. It's impossible. And I said that, you know, anybody can bear a title. But are they the true leaders is the biggest question. So today we're going to look at servant leadership. Now I have discussed this extensively about, I think about 10, 11 months ago when I actually, you know, putting this on, on Spotify ETC. And then I broke down, you know, what servant leadership is, the various traits, you know, the actual model ETC, and how it's based on the model of Jesus, you know, and how Jesus served. And the fact that the servant leadership model says that the one that serves the most is the leader. That's the greatest leader. So what I'll do is that, because I'm going to be looking at Abigail, right? And showing the different ways she was truly a servant. And that, you know, enabled her to protect her family. So I read from 1 Samuel 25, 20 to 31. I would also, you know, discuss afterwards. Holy Spirit, use me as a best unto honor today. Help me to deliver your message to these wonderful people listening to me. And pray open their hearts, their minds, their ears, their eyes to hear, see, and know and understand what you are saying individually in their various situations in Jesus' name. Oh Lord, thank you for this opportunity. I am grateful. And Lord, help me to just deliver your message. None of me, all of you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So 1 Samuel 20-31, I would read from the NLV version. And you know, I would encourage you, please read with me. As she came riding her donkey into a mountain ravine, there were David and his men descending towards her. And she met them. David had just said, it's been useless all my watching over this fellow's property in the wilderness so that nothing of his is missing. He has paid me back evil for good. May God deal with David, be it ever so severely, if by morning I live our life only one male of all who belong to him. When Abigail saw David, she quickly got off her donkey and bowed down before David with her face on the ground. She fell at his feet and said, Pardon your servant, my lord, and let me speak to you. Hear what your servant has to say. Please pay no attention, my lord, to the wicked man neighbor. He is just like his name. His name means fool and fully goes with him. And as for me, your servant, I did not see the men my lord sent. And now, my lord, as surely as the lord your God lives and as you live, since the Lord has kept you from bloodshed and from avenging yourself with your own hands, may your enemies and all who intent in harming my Lord be like labor. And let this gift which your servant has brought to my Lord be given to the men who follow you. Please forgive your servant's presumption. The Lord your God will certainly make a lasting dynasty for my Lord. Because you fight the Lord's battles and no wrongdoing will be found in you as long as you live. Even though someone is pursuing you to take your life, the life of my Lord will be bound securely in the bundle of the living by the Lord your God. 
but the lives of your enemies he will hurl away as from the pocket of his leg. When the Lord has fulfilled for my Lord every good thing he promised concerning him, and has appointed him ruler over Israel, my Lord will not have on his conscience the staggering body of needless bloodshed, or having avenged himself. When the Lord your God has brought my, my Lord's success, remember your servant. And I stopped there. So yesterday we, we were discussing about, you know, Abigail being the leader in her family. She may not have been the name leader, like her husband was Nama was the facto leader because he was the head of the home. But she was definitely the one that took responsibility. So one thing I was fast by saying is that Abigail had a servant heart to leadership. If you look through what we just read just now, the way she approached David, he called herself a servant because guess what? She was the biggest servant of her household, which makes her the greatest leader of her household. I look at um, the life of Jesus and you know when the disciples were asking him, you know, who is the greatest leader? And he told, and he said to them in Matthew 23 verse 11 that the greatest, that the greatest amongst you shall be your servant. Whoever is the greatest, the greatest should be the servant of the others. And so that itself is a model of servant leadership. You are, me and you are called to serve in that model. We are the greatest servants in the servant leadership model. And I write that leadership boils down to identifying and meeting needs of those that we are leading. And the servant leadership model is based on love. Love as an action verb and not as a feeling. Because in many times, you may not feel that you want to show somebody love, or you may not feel that you want to, you know, show someone kindness or whatever. But the action is that you have to do that, or I have to do that as a servant leader, because that is the model of servant leadership. And guess, as you see, she served her family the most. She puts her life in front of her family. It's also a good point to say here that she's the one that put herself at the forefront. She didn't send a servant to go and um, give David um, some food. She went herself. And that was literally the turning point for David. And that's why he didn't actually go to the house. That shows that she indeed was a servant leader. It reminds me of our Lord Jesus on the cross. Jesus, you know, died on the cross for all our sins. He didn't send his disciples to die for us. He died himself. And that is the greatest you know, miracle of all. It's the greatest love story of all. To show that someone lays down their life for their brothers, for their friends, for people that he didn't know. He didn't, he didn't know. Obviously, I was coming, I don't know, to town or, or more years you know, since he died. And he died for me so that I am free. That again is a, another example of being a servant leader. He was the greatest servant of all. I don't know why he said that Abigail used this model of servant leadership was because she took responsibility. She was like, you know, it is my own fault that this happened because I was not there to receive you. I did not see your men. Yes, she mentioned that I was a neighbor, you know, saw them and did that. But actually, she was like, I am the one that's supposed to have seen you. So I prevented this from happening because I am the leader of the household. Even though neighbor was the de facto head of the household. So she took responsibility of the actions and was going to rectify it based on the fact that she was a leader of her household. And I write that she, she was claiming that it, it was her oversight and she did not go and fight a neighbor or blame neighbor in that point in time. Next I say is that um, she showed love because the servant leadership model is definitely based on love. Love as an action not an, and a verb, not as a feeling. 
she was able to risk her life for her husband and her family and so she went out to go and meet david not just that you see she also loved david because the way she acted into david was she was showing love in her action towards david when according to first corinthians 13 3 um, downwards love is long-suffering love is patient love is kind love is humble love does not delight in evil and you see how she reacted when she found that her husband did something wrong she went to rectify it love does not dishonor others again she quickly rectified what her husband did love is not proud love protects she was protecting her family love hopes love preserves she was an exemplary leader of showing love to her family and even to david god help us to be servant leaders I know that it is not the leadership norm today because people have a different approach to leaders. You know, they believe that it's the one that is lowest that should serve the most. And as you grow higher, then you serve less. And as you get to the ogre at the top, you don't do anything. According to the, this particular model of leadership, it's the opposite. As you go higher, you are serving more. You are meeting the needs of others. You are identifying this continuously. You are showing love continuously. So you are the greatest servant you know, as the leader itself. And so I said yesterday as well that anybody can be ahead of anything. But to lead takes a lot of work. And what I also find in the norm today, uh, right here, is that what people use for leadership these days is more of power. So power is a tool used to force people to do things. But actually, in the civil leadership model, one has authority and influence and it's with that influence that you have over people that you're able to, to gain authority over them and how do you get the influence and authority through serving them look at the life of jesus five thousand men were sitting down to hear a sermon from him five thousand men that's a lot of people and they were there because he was serving he was speaking to them directly he was serving them look at his disciples he was the greatest servant of his disciples look at his death on earth it was the sacrifice for all of us that we may live that is the definition of servant leadership he didn't use power he didn't have power think about it. all the authorities around him had so much power to move and do things he had no power but he had authority and influence and that was because he served these people to get that influence and authority but just to say that it is the norm right to have a different form of leadership using power these days in the world today it is interesting to also note that there are a number of organizations that actually practice the servant leadership model last week i had the privilege to speak to one of the ceos of one of the large banks you know in the world i had a very good conversation and he was discussing you know his model of leadership and as he was speaking about it i just kept smiling because he was actually explaining to me that indeed he was, you know, using the servant leadership model. And it made me smile and also gave me an example that there are actual, you know, big, large organizations that are using this servant leadership model. They may not call it servant leadership, but it is what they are doing. They are identifying meeting needs of, you know, people. They are serving people constantly, being the greatest servant to become the leader of the organization. And guess what? Once the leader, the CEO, the head of the organization cultivates that particular leadership uh, method or this particular leadership style, 
it's very easier it's much easier for you to filtrate into the various divisions various um teams etc i'm going to say here that people are different so it may not be as easy in many situations there may be some outliers but because the way the group you know is set up right and because the ceo is taking on that in a particular style it's much easier to filter downwards so that every every group every team every division is now using the seven leadership model and so here i hope it, it encourages us to practice the cell leadership model in our various spheres of influence, wherever we are leading. It could be our family, it could be work, it could be church, it could be different places, businesses. We can always practice this model. It doesn't matter, you know, what is going on above us. We may have a leader that, you know, doesn't agree with that model. But as long as we have people that, you know, we are leading, we can practice that model. For our team, for those that we know we are leading, but we get to we need to realize that employees, people are much happier. People are performing more because they are happier. People are being more productive because they are happier as well. But then if you start bring using power to influence and force people, people are doing it because of power and maybe the money. They're not doing it from deep down, from their hearts. They're just doing it, you know, to get along. But you want them to put their mind and soul into what you know you're doing. I can do that by adopting the servant leadership model. God help us. It's not easy, I must say, because being the greatest servant is not easy. So the prayer I have today is, Lord, help us lead like Jesus Christ. Help us to be servant leaders, Father. Give us the grace, the strength to do so. In Jesus' name I pray, man. I read a book some months back on servant leadership if i had to go on checking in today and i'll probably put it up on the um write up for this particular summer because i don't have it here but it's very very good in learning and understanding the model of servant leadership and i would I encourage you if you have not read that book before it's called the servant leader but i'll put the more details you know under this particular video or under the podcast what is important to also say that um it takes work, but it is very, very rewarding because that's how we've been called to lead. Thank you for listening to me today. God bless you. I love you. Bye.